Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. common reaction people give to reading today's gospel is, I don't understand that one. (laughs) Well, one thing we do know is happening in this gospel is that the Sadducees are trying to trap Jesus. A few verses earlier we read, so they kept him under close scrutiny. They sent spies to catch him in his speech. It's pretty serious passage before this, they uh, try to get Jesus with, you know, who should we pay the taxes to Caesar or not? And since that didn't work out, they come up with today's gospel, the one about the seven brothers and the one woman, trying to back Jesus into a corner by creating a conundrum, reducing the argument to absurdity, to trap Jesus with his answer playing a Bible game and thinking small. What does the gospel say to us? We could react by saying, you know, we don't try to trap Jesus. But I think there's something we all do. We all play games. We all play our mind games. We have our agendas in life. So-and-so has my parents and my spouse has to be this way. Work has to be this way. Church has to be that way. It's what I want. We think about things from a distance. We look at it and observe it. We critically evaluate what's going on around us. Keep away from it. Observe. We think small, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Sometimes we do it in church. Yeah, I don't like that song. Oh, that deacon's back. I like that priest better. Why don't we do this? And by getting wrapped up in small thinking, We create something that's very dangerous spiritually. Because getting caught up in that, we're unable to experience the one with us, the presence of God, because we're all wrapped up in here. You know, Jesus is sitting right in front of the Sadducees, right there. And they utterly miss him. Miss it. 
Because they're all wrapped up in their mind game. Thinking small. My own life, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in school, college, and graduate studies for a long time, and I taught for a while, and uh, it was great, but uh, one of the things I learned in liberal studies was to be a critical thinker, and in many ways, that's a little positive thing. You learn how to solve problems and help people cut through things and understand issues. The education's a good thing, a great thing. But the problem is, you see, I got most of my affirmation when I was critical. Most of my praise when I was really good at it. So what tends to happen in our formation is a good thing, sometimes we latch on in a way that isn't real helpful. And there for a while in my life I became a very critical person. I remember for a while, when I first met somebody, the first thing I would think was what was wrong with the person. Try to find out their faults. What is that? I remember uh, an example of this was I was going to hear a rather famous and well-known Franciscan preacher. He's actually at the Abbey. And as I was walking in the back of the abbey, a place was packed, like five or six hundred people to hear this very prominent preacher. What I was thinking as I walked in the back door was, I'll look at his shoes. You see, I was thinking, well, he probably has his Franciscan robes on, so I can't see how well-dressed he is. But if he's got expensive shoes on, I know he sold out his Franciscan call to poverty. True, that's exactly what I was thinking. So uh, I walk in and he comes out, and of course, the first thing I do is look at his shoes. He's got socks on. Socks. He's wearing socks. And it was like God was just speaking in a penetrating way to me. John, let it go. Let it go. Let all that criticism go. All that personal insecurity go. Because you'll never receive from me if you're caught in that. And it was profoundly liberating free myself so I could be with him. You know, he later said he bought a new pair of shoes and they were pinching, so he didn't wear them. <laughs> I could never walk out in socks in front of 500 people. He could. You see what happens when our minds are distracted and obsessive about little things and overly critical and, you know, this hurt feeling I still have and this agenda and all these things we get wrapped up in. Francis Thompson wrote a marvelous poem called The Hound of Heaven, How God Hounds Us. And one of the lines in his poem is this, 
I fled from him, from God, down the labyrinth ways of my own mind. I fled from him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind. All my little paths, all the places I go to up here, keeps me from him. See, if we're wrapped up like that, how could we possibly build a faith community, a church, when you're critiquing and finding fault in one another? How could you possibly receive Eucharist or any sacrament if you can't stand before mystery and stand in awe of something you really can't understand or grasp? or put in its place, how can you ever receive it, really, in the fullness of God's presence? How can you hear God speak in your day-to-day life, or the movements of the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Spirit, when you're all wrapped up in here, and you don't have any room for something to happen that's bigger than you, and your thoughts? that you don't fully grasp, but still speaks. Today's gospel, Jesus has nothing of it. Nothing. He won't play their little mind game. He won't go there. Doesn't answer them. What he does is he elevates it from thinking small to thinking big. He speaks to them of resurrection. Think big. Not small. He says, the most profound intimacy in the human experience is husband and wife. Yes, good, beautiful. But even that is nothing compared to the intimacy we will one day have in heaven. This overwhelming intimacy that God offers us. And this intimacy is just a reflection. Think about that. Ponder that. Put your mind there. That intimacy that can start now by pondering that can begin here. I like to think that God just wants us to surrender all that. Put it in his hands, what we understand and what we don't understand. Let it go. I think to be a person of faith and prayer, we have to free our minds. I like to say we have to be mindless to be mindful. Mindless to be mindful so that God can speak and we can reveal something of himself to us and fill our minds with wonder and awe at the big things he comes to give us. There's a guy in the scriptures today who got it. 
who thought big things, it was the first reading, seven brothers are being knocked off, martyred, tortured, and killed because they won't break the law of God. And one of them that we read here is told to put out his hands because they're about to cut him off. And we read, he bravely held out, held out his hands and said, it was from heaven that I received these and from him I hope to receive them again. Well, there's someone who's caught up in something big. It's extraordinary freedom. Yeah, you can take them. I'm going to get much more back. I can throw this away because I know what's coming. He's caught in that. In Maccabees, uh, and I'll end with this, there's this remarkable saying of the mother of these seven men who get murdered, martyred. She goes up and whispers in their ear, in their own language, speaks to them an exhortation to go forth and be martyred, to do it boldly. And this is what they have her say. She says to her sons, I do not know how you came into being in my womb. It was not I who gave you the breath of life nor I who set in order the elements within each of you. Therefore, the creator of the world, who shaped the being of all humankind and the origin of all things, will, in his mercy, give life and breath back to you. Now there's a woman caught up in it. I don't know how we got here, how I got here, how you got here. This is all mystery. You're a mystery. I'm a mystery. All of it is. But it's from something wonderful that created all of creation. And we can trust it. We can trust it as merciful. That we can leave this mystery and be swallowed up in a far greater mystery. She is thinking so big. She's caught in God's mind, God's thoughts, God's perception, so far from little things. She's caught. Imagine passing that faith to your kids and speaking that before another dies. Imagine living in that each day. Imagine praying like that. Praying like that right now today. So that we could be caught up in the big things that Jesus reveals and gives to us.
We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.